Can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. Listen. Yo, 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 what is good? Welcome back, babies. Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. You know what it is. We're back again for another wonderful draft. I'm Ben Jammin. I'm joined by the regulars, Matt, Dylan. How y'all doing? Doing good. I'm fantastic. Doing good. Ooh, there's some there's some ampage coming from Matt. He's a little excited. And then oh, yeah. in the hot seat today, we got Aaron. So, Aaron, welcome back. Thank you. You came back. You journeyed up the mountain for another yep. draft. Yep. What interests you? What what piqued your interest to come back? Um, I mean, I just enjoy the energy and I think it's a lot of fun to draft on all these different topics. Yeehaw, I thought you were going to say what we were going to draft. I was what trying to bait you. Topic oh. are we drafting yeah, today? Aaron? What could it be? We are drafting wrestlers, specifically WWF WWE wrestlers. Hey. Hell yeah. Hey, oh yeah. Let's do you that. You smell that? I can smell what you're cooking. Hey, question. Before we get this kicked off, why did the WWE change from the WWF? Because of the World Wildlife Foundation. For real? <laughs> Is that why? No, it used to be the World Wrestling Federation, and then they became they became more of entertainment, so they changed it to WWE for the World Wrestling Entertainment. Got mm-hmm. you. Okay. So I believe that's why they named it. I don't think it... I don't think the wildlife <clears throat> thing was... In May of 2002, oh, the shit. World Wrestling Federation <laughs> announced it was changing both its company name and the name of its wrestling promotion to World Wrestling Entertainment after the company lost a lawsuit initiated <laughs> by the World Wildlife Fund over the WWF trademark. Dude, you got to well, be careful about them uh, acronyms. You know What's our acronym? Just so we can claim it now. MD? MDP? M- MTD. MTD. It's really close MTD. to MTV. MTDE. MTD. Mount Draftmore Entertainment. MDE. MDE. Maybe MDP. Mount oh. Draftmore Productions. Because yeah. then we produce more than just this. That's and you right. don't want to go with DP. That, that, <laughs> not just DP. No, not just DP. Just MDP. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, before we start this draft of wrestlers, WWE and WWF wrestlers, we need to roll the dice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Matt, you oh, got here it. Go, here we go. That was 27. Oh, hell. Wow. 27? All right, come on, Bessie. No. Fudge. 13. 13. Aaron? Pretty sure I've rolled roll. I have rolled low every time. Oh. Tw- 27. Uh, roll off. <laughs> oh, roll we're gonna have ourselves a roll-off. Yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, here, pass it my way. I'm gonna pass it up there. What do we get? Alright, Aaron, so you gotta roll again. We're doing our good old fashioned roll-off here. Alright, roll off. Here we go. 29. Oh, shit. Well, Matt, you're, no. I hate to say it, but you're fucked. I'm gonna go second here. 30. 16. Yep, Aaron with the with a top spot. Nice. Damn, Aaron. So, wait. Who's got... What, what order are we doing this in? So, it goes Aaron, me, Ben, you. Back in the wraparound. 
that old familiar place mm. feels right. It does. Oh, shit. I kind of like the wraparound. That's Aaron. a good spot to be. You have the first pick. <laughs> oh, baby. What are you going to pick? Round one. Aaron, who are you picking? I'm picking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, shit. God. Dang, Stone Cold Yo. Steve Austin with the first pick. Okay. So, I picked Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ben and I kind of had a conversation about um, who we thought was going to go in the first round before. Uh, and I was pretty firm on Stone Cold being the very first pick. Uh, he might not... Ben and I talked to like he might not have like a, one match that stands out among like all of his other matches that some of the wrestlers have. But the one thing that I remember about Stone Cold Steve Austin is all of the promos that he put on. Oh, and, so good! And all of the feuds that he had. Like he feuded with um with like most famously Vince McMahon and all the other McMahons. He got into it with Vince, Shane, Stephanie. He had matches with Vince McMahon. He had matches with Shane McMahon. Um, anyone that pretty much that was a part of Vince McMahon's, um, like his faction, he would have matches with, uh, the rock being one of them rock and stone cold had plenty of matches. Uh, he had his Austin three sixteen promo after mm -hmm. he won uh King of the ring. Um, and then his beer truck that he brought out against, oh, um, so good. the McMahon's and Kurt angle after Kurt Angle came out with his milk truck. <laughs> Like, the things that he did were crazy. Dressing up as a doctor and beating up Vince McMahon in the hospital. Dude. Classic. When Vince I'm, had a broken leg. Yes. And then um, I'm pretty sure he was the one that fought Booker T in the grocery store. Like, yes. Also, remember when he filled Vince's Corvette full of concrete? Oh, yes. yes. He brought the concrete in and filled it. What a beautiful car that was, too. Right. And he just... It just—I mean, obviously, it's just trashed. It's ruined, never to be driven again. Hey, he's just driving a cement <laughs> truck right on into the arena. It's like, oh, let me just fill this Corvette full of concrete. And that's what makes the WWE so good. It's the All comedy. Those, like, it's yes. so damn funny. It's so dang watchable. They can hit you with so many different emotions in one episode. Oh, like, absolutely. Pain, joy, laughter, sadness. It all depends on who's on screen. It really does. Yep. Yeah, he was he was the original people's champ, the original. Like he was like the blue collar guy that like everybody loved. The working man loves the working Stone Cold. man's wrestler. Exactly, he sure Stone did Cold love beer. beer. Yep, that's yeah. right. I drank, beer. I drank a yes. beer. <laughs> I drank two beers. Can we uh, give props to the guy that threw him the beers? Oh, so yeah, good. right, perfectly every time. <laughs> right <laughs> to his head. boom, and he would catch one, catch two. Oh, mm -hmm. catch a third one, boom. You know he makes his Stone own Cold beer now. Is excellent, does he? Does yeah. he actually? Is it like what is it like American piss beer? It's actually no. It's it's like a bunch of IPAs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's one of those yeah. We got to get a hold of some of the rattlesnake. We do got to get some whole holes in that. Do a taste test. Steve testing Austin's that. beer. Yeah. Check this out real quick, dude. I mean, it's only natural that Stone Cold would have his own like beer line. It's so hoppy. It's very it punches you in the face. I think he has a ranch out in Texas or something too. Oh, of course he does. Come on. Brand. Oh, of course. Broken Skull Indian Pale Ale. Hell yeah. Badass oh 6.7 IPA oh designed God. by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company. 
for the working man and woman. Does it actually I say for the working it. man? Yeah, it says for the working man and woman. Oh, it features right. Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. And it's at least a oh, so it's semi-inclusive. A hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. brother. And it, yeah, what? It's Skull Crusher? Is that the name of it? Uh, skull Breaker. Broken Skull. Broken Indian. Skull. Oh. God damn, that's a good, that's, a, that's a damn good name. India that is. I, pale, I, gosh, it's not India Pale Ale. I mean, Sorry. Dylan, you and I, we're, we're both... Beer aficionados, like that's so on brand. Like there would be a beer called Skull Crusher. Absolutely, Absolutely. yes, especially by Stone Cold oh, Steve Austin. Although missed opportunity on making it the Stone Cold IPA, right? I mean, come on. Is there already a Stone Cold IPA? There probably is. There, I was gonna say there probably yeah. is. That's why there's, there's probably be. also a Rattlesnake IPA too. So when you mm. look up Stone Cold IPA. Broken Skull comes up. Oh, mm. shit. Probably because it's affiliated with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Probably. So Google likes that. But damn, Stone Cold, that's that's the hell way to get started. I would have, uh, I think that was a very appropriate pick. I agree. I was yeah. going to go that way if I got the first. Exactly so same. I don't know, Ben. What, would you have gone that way? I mean, he was a six-time WWE champion. Six times. Is he the McDonald's pick? He's damn near close to it. I, Look, yeah. Aaron and I... Like, again, Aaron said that we had talked about this before, and it doesn't feel like there's a clear McDonald's pick. There's, like, as Matt had said before in other, in other drafts, there's a 1A, B, C, and D. Like, there is arguably every pick in the first round could be justified as a first-round pick. Yeah. So it, yeah. But Stone Cold is a solid first pick, yes. Nice I'll, job. I'll give it to Aaron. Good job, Aaron. Hell Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Uh. Aaron, great pick. <laughs> Matt, it's your pick. It is. Who are you going with? I'm going with one of the most scariest wrestlers. That's going to be The Undertaker. <sighs> oh, my goodness. The Dark Lord himself. I mean, just listen to it. Listen to it. It's chilling. You know bad things are about to happen to you when you hear that music. And right. it just goes pitch black. And then there's just mist and fog. It's a little bit of purple the light. The other oh, organs come in. It's truly creepy. It is so scary. Legendary, though. Iconic. The Undertaker with the second I mean, pick. Mr. Taker. I mean, talk about, yeah, he is the, the scariest wrestler of all time. Hands down. You did not want to face The Undertaker, right? Was it Undertaker and Mick Foley that had that Hell in the Cell? That's like one of the most iconic matches of all time. Like, they literally beat yeah. the hell out of each other. Yes. And then just the storylines of, like, Undertaker and Kane. Like, just the embodiment of just, like, a badass dude. Four-time champion. I mean, iconic matches. Always going up against, like... Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley. I mean, the Taker, one badass dude. And you always knew, like, something's bound to happen. If he, you know, he always included, like, the coffin prop. Oh, boy. You know bad shit's going to go down when he comes out of the coffin. Right? Or the fact that he, like, died a couple times for a and while came back. There, for a while there in the early 2000s, they had, like, a coffin match. There were coffin yep. matches. They were called buried alive matches. Buried they alive. put him in a coffin, and then they'd take a... um. 
a like a, a bull, not a, a bulldozer. A, no, but it's like a, a like scooper a, a tractor. Sco- yeah, they bury yes. them. Yeah, I remember all that. Jumped. Yeah, just dumped the dirt on them. And just like that iconic image of the fist coming through the dirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! I love the Undertaker's outfits. Oh, too. just going the, for the leather, the duster, yeah, the hat. Oh mm-hmm. my God! Can we talk about his very first? I think it was one of his first outfits where he had like the really long purple gloves. Yep, they were just they were they were <laughs> like they looked like they were just a latex and super uncomfortable to wear. I mean, eventually he kind of figured it out with just like you know, the skin tight black tank top and then fingerless gloves like you knew that guy who's all in black is going to come beat your ass doesn't just make it uncomfortable for him but also his victims so actually i think i i actually don't know for sure but like one thing that you didn't mention was his other uh persona that he that he had oh, as the undertaker yeah like he was the Amer. was he the was it the american badass what was he? What was it called? Uh, but he came out on his I'll motorcycle so right. and he came out <laughs> yeah, to win this yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like the Undertaker, he wasn't always just the dead man. Yeah. Like I'm I can't remember. I Although say that was, was another alter ego, Dead Man Walking. He yeah. did have mm-hmm. a brief stint where he was big evil American badass from two thousand one to two thousand three and he came out to that limp biscuit limp biscuit song. Mm-hmm. Like break shit. Come on, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, keep rolling, 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 rolling. But I mean, Undertaker had a long ass career too. He went from what nineteen ninety to about like twenty twenty. He's only been retired for like what a couple years now. Oh yeah, I feel like he retired. He retired in twenty twenty. Yeah, so thirty years of wrestling, and nobody wanted to go up against this dude. He was a silent killer. Like he would just like like almost kind of like the wrestling style of like a like an anaconda, just kind of like squeeze you to death. Oh my god! Another thing that you have to talk about when you talk about the Undertaker is the streak. Oh yes, the streak at WrestleMania, which I don't know how long it actually went until it was broken, um, but it eventually was broken by. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Um, I want to say his... That happened right before he retired. I think it was four years before he retired. He was, He ended up being 23-2 and two Yeah, like in WrestleMania. Damn near unbeatable. Who was his other loss against? I don't remember him losing another... I don't remember who his other one was against. Was it against John Cena? I think it was against John Cena. Because I know him and John Cena had a match. I don't remember how that one ended, though. Well, and that was like a big time, like, like I feel like... Mid two thousands, it was always Undertaker, John Cena. Uh, so Undertaker actually wrestled a lot of. He almost wrestled someone new every single, um, WrestleMania. It felt like yeah, he never wrestled the same person like two years in a row. Yeah, um, but he did have like the streak. Obviously, it was so long. It had just so a legend. Many, yeah. So many good matches. Yeah, like I think probably one of, if not the biggest match that he had in the streak was the streak versus. The career match with Shawn Michaels. That yep. match, like, when you think of stakes in a match, like, that is probably one of the most high-stakes matches that they have ever had at WrestleMania. Like, Undertaker's undefeated streak, which at that time, I don't, I want to say, it, this was before he hit 20. Yeah, but it was like the high, it wasn't, it was like the high teens. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was up there. Yeah. And then Shawn Michaels' his own career, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Undertaker, just straight out legend. You can't you can't have WWE without the Undertaker. He is a central figure in like the pantheon 
of WWE wrestlers. Most definitely. Wait, why are you showing me that? I have the next pick. Oh, shit. Never mind. <laughs> oh, damn. I got confused. Uh, whoops. Remember, you're in the wraparound. I know. I'm in the wraparound, guys. So I might not get this next pick. Someone will get it. Someone will get it eventually. Now I'm nervous. It was going to go anyway. I mean, it has to go. Oh, shit. (sighs) All I know is that whatever the last pick of this round is, it's a damn steal for the last pick of the round. Yeah, it's the wraparound. This is a great wraparound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we already got a couple of top heaters start off this first round. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Undertaker, I honestly, I thought maybe three or four, but I didn't think second. I mean, legend, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I guess it's just kind of like, you know, if there's just different eras of wrestling. So, like, each era has its, like, goat. You know, like, 80s wrestling is different than 90s wrestling. 90s mm-hmm. wrestling is definitely different than 2000s wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, everything's just a little different. It's all a little different. Undertaker, I tried to figure out the streak, but um, 21 and 1 is what I can find for, like, actual people he wrestled. You know, I can't find that second loss. You found 21 and 1? 21 and 1. And Brock Lesnar was the loss. Because he had the streak. Um, he went 21 and 0 against Triple H. I remember that match. The one against Triple H. And the storylines go for so long. Oh, dude, right? Yeah. That Kane, yeah, the whole Undertaker Kane storyline was like probably one of the one of the best ones that they've ever come out with. Brothers of Destruction, pretty much. He went up against Triple H twice. He went up against Kane twice, and he beat their asses. Yep, he went up against Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels twice. He wrestled Mark Henry. Mark Henry was a beast for a minute there. He was also sexual chocolate. Oh God, sexual hell yeah. I've never heard that phrase before. Sexual chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, his theme song is pretty entertaining. Wow. We'll say that. Nice. All right, well, okay, Undertaker, second pick. Third pick. Oh, I can't believe this didn't go earlier. This should have gone earlier. Dylan, you know this should have gone earlier. Sorry, brother. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sorry, brother. It's okay. Someone had to do it. It's okay, brother. You hear that? Twenty minutes into this podcast, the best theme song got played. Let's go. What's that sound like? The eighties. America. I love it. This is before Stone Cold. This is before The Undertaker. This is the dude who brought wrestling into the modern age, onto the television. He was a superhero. He was a superstar. Everyone knew Hulk Hogan. Everybody knew Hulkamania. Hulkamania, yeah. brother. Yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Thunderlips, man. What a role model, Thunderlips. too. Encouraging kids to eat their vitamins. Yeah, such a great guy. Such a great guy. Dominated. Talking about iconic matches, right? He's known for WrestleMania three against Andre the Giant. 
He scooped Andre the Giant like, what? Andre the Giant was supposed to be unbeatable. He's nope. huge. Nope. David versus Goliath. David wins. He was that. He was the pure person in the 80s. Like, yep. All the kids looked up to him. He was almost a superhero. Yep. Superstar. Hulk Me. Hogan wasn't just a wrestler either. He was a brand. Like, he was the first wrestler to transcend... Like the Federation. He helped establish the Federation and he also had reach everywhere. Like this dude passed on the George Foreman grill. It got yeah, offered to him first. About that. Yeah. And he passed on it and then it went to George Foreman. Mistake. I bet he's regretting yeah. that these oh, days. Oh, he regretted it. He what talked it about it. Called? He talked about it on on Hogan Knows Best. His show. His yeah. reality TV show. I hope show. he made good money TV off show. that. But I feels like after watching that show, I watched it religiously. Okay. And I kind of got it the vibe. It was good reality TV, honestly. Kind of got the vibe. They were like always, like they were still well, they had a lot of stuff, but they were running out of money. Yeah, I think that was like part <laughs> of the show. Yeah. yeah. That dude's good. Yeah. He's good. But not just that one WrestleMania moment and reality TV. We're not, that doesn't count. <laughs> we're not talking about his reality TV show? Yeah, nope. No, okay. that doesn't count. Or Thunderlips. No. But he also had the match at WrestleMania 18 against The Rock as Hollywood. Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, when he went to NWA, NWO. Yeah. Oh, oh, not N, not not A. Thought a little musically there. For no, he definitely had a spray tan, but he was not doing blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, part of the NWO. Another iconic match. Hollywood Hogan, man. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh man, dude, that the, the imagery of the end, like. Hulk Hogan and NWO was so funny because he just like had this dark ass like five o'clock shadow, but he still had the bleach blonde handlebar <laughs> mustache and he wore a do rag and yep. sunglasses. Like I'm gonna be a badass. Well, and normally wrestlers they fit. Sometimes they'll dabble in both sides of the coin. They'll be the good guy, the hero, then they'll be the heel. Yeah, you know. And for a long time, Hulk Hogan was always the hero. Everyone loved him, but then it came out. That he did steroids. Yeah. And he had been telling kids to take their vitamins and to just be Eat good vegetables. to do everything right. And then it turned out, oh, this guy was involved in a scandal. And because he was a superstar, oh, shit went down the drain real quick. So then they used that in the writing and changed his persona. Yep. And he was like, oh, no longer the good guy. I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Hol who, what does everyone hate? Hollywood. Everyone hates Hollywood. <laughs> Except for the people in Hollywood. And I'm Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Part of the New World Order. Oh, Brilliant. my goodness. Or steroids. Just, Brilliant just, marketing. Yeah. yeah they like, really took that What a way to turn cycle. that around. Like, oh, you already hate me? Okay, let's turn I'll that into, into the brand. Yeah. Like, And you'll love that, too. Because people like did. buying tickets to boo the hell out of you. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. True. And by the time his path intersects with The Rock... The Rock is becoming like America's people's sweetheart. Champ. Yep, yep, the people's champ. Whew, crash course in that WrestleMania 18. Chef's kiss. Uh, Hulkamania. <laughs> Hulkamania. Hulkamania. Yep, the passing of the torch. Hulk Hogan. Beautiful. Beautiful pick. I mean, it, it had to go in the first. He had to go in the first round. Had to go in the first round. Had to go in the first round. Got quite the triple triple threat of wrestlers already. Oh yeah. These yes. are 1A, 1B, 1C. What's 1D? Is Dylan going to take 1D? I'm taking The Rock. Oh, The Rock. Yeah. He's smelling 
What the rock's you cooking. You smell what the rock is cooking. Um, I honestly <laughs> don't know that much about wrestling, but I do remember seeing the rock wrestle. Um, oh, oh, I'm pausing. Yeah. I'm pausing. I'm pausing. The Rock. You took The Rock with the fourth pick. Dylan, tell us about The Rock. He's the fan's favorite bully. I mean, I don't know. He's got charisma. Um... I think The Rock is great. I don't have much more to say about The Rock. I'm not I'm not a wrestling aficionado, I think, like you guys are. But I'm picking The Rock. Um, yeah. So, he's one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time. He's a 10-time world champion, a one-time Royal Rumble match winner, and a five-time WWE Tag Team Championship winner. Um, he had a famous feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't yep. know. The Rock is... A beautiful man, not to mention he launched, this is doesn't count, I know we're not talking about it, but he launched into an amazing Hollywood career afterwards um, that Hulk Hogan tried to do with that, what was that sci-fi movie that he came out with? You remember that? What was that? I remember he was in Three Ninjas. What? <laughs> Which was a dope movie. The, uh, he was like an alien from outer space. Um, sure. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, I loved that movie as a kid. But, uh... Yeah, you smell what The Rock is cooking? He's cooking stuff in the Attitude Era of the WWE. Attitude Era. That's Iconic. where all these guys are from. Yep. The Attitude many, Era wait, was how legendary. Many how many times was he champion? My information says 10-time world champion. Okay. So that's just WWE World Heavyweight? Yeah. Doesn't, so you, doesn't count Intercontinental and all that stuff. And he only wrestled in the WWE. Like, because right. at the same time they were competing against WCW. Like, so you had a lot of crossover between WCW. And, and see, WWE. I feel like we need to. I feel like in this draft, we're not going to do a WCW draft. No, WCW guys should be in this. Like, if yeah. someone wants to take Sting later, like obviously you should be able to take Sting. Yeah. Well, technically, Sting did wrestle for WWE recently, but most of his like iconic stuff was WCW. Right. So I feel like including that kind of. Kind of instrumental to everything, but most of all of the icons, most of their shit happens on WWE. WWE. It was, I mean, it was the superior brand, definitely. Yeah, ten-time world champion. Nice. I mean, dude, icon. Dude's a legend. I don't know. Did he ever have a tag team world championship? It's he said he had five. Yeah, five tag teams. Five but with time. who? Who were his tag team partners though? Wasn't Ooh. he a tag team partner with Mankind for a minute? Uh Am yes, I'm, yeah, they were the Rock and Sock. That's what I thought. <laughs> they were the, the Rock, rock and sock. sock. That's right. That he might have won all of those with Mankind actually. Man, I'll, Hulk, I'll look it up. Check this out. Hulk Hogan won a WWE Tag Team Championship with Edge. Nice. Hulk Hogan and Edge won a tag team championship. Chip together? Yep. Why would Edge? I don't know. Why would know. they ever? I don't know. I oh, don't know. They weren't the Rock and Sock. They were the Rock and Sock connection. The Rock oh, and yep. Sock connection. Yep. Oh, boy. I forgot about that. Ooh, is the Rock in the WWE Hall of Fame yet? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dude, he has to be. I'm pretty sure Stone he's Cold inducted. is, yeah. Yeah. The Rock definitely is. How many inductions do they have? 
What do you mean? <laughs> Hulk Hogan has an induction in 2005 as Hulk Hogan. Then he has another induction in 2020 as a member of the New World Order. Well, doesn't The Rock only... He started as Rock... What's his, what's his last name? His dad's... His Johnson? dad's... No. No, he I went with his dad's wrestling Maviato name. or some shit like that. Hold on. Rock, yeah, it was like Maven, Rocky... Maven? Maven? I can't... Rocky Balboa. <laughs> he, he started with that name before he... He, like, became... Um, Almost like an enemy of the people. I don't know. There was like some event where he got booed. And then after that, he started being referred to as The Rock and kind of changed his persona a little bit. Which shows incredible flexibility. Rocky True. Mavia. 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 I don't know. It's a. I don't know how to say this name. M A I V I A. I'm not even going to try. That's what I was going to say. Lucky Maivia. That's pretty solid, though. Yeah, The Rock is definitely up there. Iconic status. Yeah. I always remember him in, like, a tiny little... (laughs) His little... Little sunglasses and everything. Yeah. His speedo. <laughs> oh god! Calling everyone jabronis. Jabroni. <laughs> Down on jabroni. I get that that iconic eyebrow lift. You know. Oh yeah. Uh huh. The Rock says. That's a good pick. The Rock with pick. the four. Aaron, what were the four that I said? So. Ben said there was four. I said three. I left out Undertaker. Ben included Undertaker. But it was The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and The Undertaker. Boom. Dude, Boom. they Just got picked. <laughs> they had to get picked. Yo, I think. I knew those yeah. were the top four. Okay, I got his tag team, who he won these championships with. So he won three tag team titles of Mankind. He won one with The Undertaker, and he won Ooh. one with Chris Jericho. Damn. Wow. Damn, an Undertaker-Rock so. combo. Good luck. Good luck. Decorated. And he was... Uh, so he was WWF, WWE champion eight times, WCW world champion or slash world champion two times, and he was the Intercontinental champion twice. Wow. And that's it. How much do those wins count, though? I'm curious because we all know WWE is part like it's 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 part um, entertainment and also part like sport physique. Right. Um, so how much do those count like or how much is scripted for those wins? All of it scripted. Yeah. So the wins are scripted, right? So the winner is. Any of you believe that everything is real and unscripted? Uh, don't listen. But sorry, <laughs> sorry for ruining this for you. But everything is predetermined before the show, like the show even starts. The storylines are all written out. What how it's going to end is written out. Like they practice this stuff, like the week in, like the week before their next show, mm-hmm. they've pretty much practiced it and they, this is how it's going to go. So that way they know, okay, we're going to end it here. Kind of the match and the way the match flows, um, they script some of that, but the most of it is just kind of in the moment. It's like ad-libbed. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, and they do some of that to like actually help with safety and whatnot when they're doing like some really like mm-hmm. legit stunts, like like dropping off the hell in the cell and all that kind of stuff. Like Dude. you have to practice that. Otherwise somebody's going to break. I don't neck. know if that one was actually scripted though. No, it wasn't actually. Nope. Yeah. 
That, that's why the hell in the cell is so... I mean, dude, when you listen to that, the announcer's like, my God, that man is broken in half. <laughs> J- JR and the king. <laughs> by <Yeah>. God. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he was shocked. <laughs> Crazy. That was... Yeah, crazy moment in wrestling history. Mankind getting thrown off the hell in the cell. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. Well, done with the first round. Great job, everybody. Now, draft more. Oh, yeah. It's the Macho Man back again with another amazing opportunity for you listeners. That's right, for a limited time only, you have the opportunity to change your life with the Macho Man's Magic Beans. Yeah, these aren't just any old beans. These are magic beans, the cream of the crop. And like they say, the cream will rise to the top. These beans will yank you from the grips of poverty and deliver you to prominence, just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce, top of the line. Oh, yeah. yeah. These beans will take you to the top of the sky where the giants reside. And if you buy today, you'll also receive the patented Macho Man Master Plan. Guaranteed to ensure your journey to the giant's domain is safe and full of riches you desire. Yeah, baby. Bags of gold. Geese that lay golden eggs. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about magic harps. All of these could be yours. All you need are Macho Man's magic beans. Comparatively speaking, all other beans are garbage compared to these. So call today for your five magic beans. While supplies last, don't bet against these beans. Call 280-006-1819. That's Go, Macho Man. What was that? Oh, yeah. Get your magic beans today. Call today. Again, 280-006-1819. That's Go, Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Get your magic beans and grow that beanstalk. Round two. All right, we're back, back again. That's right. Second round, Dylan. And you're I back in the wrap around. I'm very confident about this next pick. I'm going you're with confident. S- you're confident about it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's someone with an awesome name. You could say he has a flair for the dramatic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He went there. I did. The Ric Flair. Ric Flair, baby. Dude's flamboyant. I love him. Dude's old. Dude is old. Dude's like Tom Brady. He's got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wants him to believe and he keeps coming back. Exactly. <laughs> got charisma, mic skills. Um, He's got awesome style. Which I've, I uh, <laughs> don't know what to say about that. Dude looks silly. You know, big dudes look silly in suits. I got to say that. And Ric Flair is not an exception. Um, but still, I respect uh, his, 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 his fits. Um, 
Dude survived a plane crash and a broken neck and actually returned within a year to the Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling uh, Organization. I don't know what what to say after that. But um, that shows dedication to the craft and art form that is wrestling. Make no mistake, it is a craft and art form, y'all, even if it is scripted. Um, uh, He battled it out with Andre the Giant, Dusty Rhodes, McDaniel and Ricky Steamboat. Um, he was in a faction dubbed the Four Horsemen. Y'all, if this isn't enough to describe how badass Ricky Rick Flair is, I don't know what to, what else, what else to say to you. I mean, the Nature Boy. Woo! Woo! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, Ric Flair is iconic. He was he was a uh, definitely the sh- one of the greatest showmen. Of all time, without a doubt. I mean, this guy, he knew he was the shit, and he would tell you that he's the shit. I mean, everything from, like, this is the original, like, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, hands down, Ric Flair would steal your girl, and then he'd tell you about it to your face. Like, talk about some of the greatest promos of all time. He's just flaunting all his cash. He's like, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, (laughs) son of a gun. And I'm having a tough time keeping these alligators on the ground. Woo! Woo! You know what? He's like he's like a southern Bible salesman. Yeah, he kind of is. A little bit, yeah. He really is. The he way he a, talks and wheels and deals. Famously feuded with Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. In Everyone. WCW. For the WCW championship. I believe he had a brief stint in WWE, didn't he? Oh, he was in he was WWE, WWE. Oh, yeah, for big, a big good time. amount yeah. of time. This motherfucker is a fucking snake. To be he honest, he's in and out. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like this man was in every kind of circuit you could think of. I mean, you talk about Hollywood Hogan. It was more like Hollywood Ric Flair. Ric Flair was Hollywood. That was the flashiest son of a bitch of all time. But see, that was the irony of it. Yeah. Like that was why Hulk Hogan took on that moniker because he had feuded with Ric Flair before he became Hollywood Hogan. Everyone hated Ric Flair because yes, uh-huh. he's very Hollywood, very showboat, mm-hmm. very dickhead. Very dickhead. <laughs> Ric Flair was the first. He's the OG of, of being the dickhead. <laughs> he was like a real heel. Oh, yeah. He he kind of like perfected the heel. Yeah. You know, I mean, talk about like his like those, those badass robes that he had. Oh, so the nature so button, they're all like glitteringly had all that so cool nice. fringe on him. Damn. Dude. Dude, I, I was just looking at a, a robe, had feathers on the neckline. Oh, yeah, because he's the nature mm-hmm. boy, mm. you know? And he had that, like, platinum blonde, like, hair. Like, my God, this guy. My God. My God. <laughs> His hair is so blonde. <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you that Ric Flair was a really good heel because every single time he showed up on TV, I was immediately disgusted and I wanted to change <laughs> the channel. But I also, how I remember Ric Flair is him being incredibly old. He could hardly move in the ring. He was so boring to watch. Like, the only thing that was good about Ric Flair was when he came out and started, like, yelling on the mic and stuff. His he promos was a good Mike good. Smith. Promos. He, was, oh, he yeah. was very good at promos. Absolutely. But he was a hype at, man. At the age that I I got to watch him to where I could remember and, like, understand what was happening, it was pain. It was almost painful to watch. I'm sure he was, like, probably <laughs> mid to late 50s at that point. I mean, that he man just, is he just trying to squeeze the bucks out of the system, you know. He didn't even have to. He didn't even have to wrestle to do that. Yeah, he could have just showed up. Vince McMahon would have been like, "Here's a couple 
It was a couple thousand. Pretty sure he's still around thousand. too, isn't he? Um, his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, his Charlotte. Wild. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte's actually Flair, a yeah. big deal right now. In um, oh really? Yes, she's one of the. Uh, she's like a women's women. champ, isn't she? Yeah, she's a couple time women's champ. Yeah. Um, I can't find anything of where he is now. I think he left WWE again, and now he's with AEW. Ooh. If I remember right, AEW. AEW is like the new, new kids on the block wrestling. Like the new ECW. Oh. So the last thing it shows is his return to WWE in 2012-2021. But if I remember correctly, he left WWE again and went back to the independent circuit, like I, which is like AEW. It's like mm. the big one. Still love it when uh, backyard, when right. Shawn Michaels just kicked him in the face and was Boom. like, "I'm I'm sorry." That's when he ended his career at WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. dude, well, dude is old now. Dude is hella old, dude super old. old. He'd be looking he's, a little bit like Donald gross. Trump. He's a little gross looking. <laughs> he wasn't that great looking back in the day That's either. True. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I'm sure he's better looking than he is now. Yeah, <laughs> he true. didn't look too bad in the back in the day. He had more hair. It's true. A lot Definitely. more hair. Lot he more fit hair. the times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fit the times. There's a, just real quick, a picture. I pulled up a picture of Charlotte Flair. And in the picture, uh, it's like a promo picture. And this dude is like grabbing her boob. What the hell? I know. Does she look offended or is she liking it? <laughs> She's smiling, but I feel like it's, you know, mm. it's like a promo smile. It's a doctored smile? Yeah. Ooh. She's probably going to come out and kick his ass. Wait, are you... T- <laughs> Is it like a? S- I don't know. And what a transition! <laughs> is it, is it, it is now my. It's yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> like he's doing a little boob grab, right? He is like at base of boob. He's touching like side the boob, bottom under of boob. The I mean, but he's like right there. Would you? Who is this man though? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't just grab base of boob in photo. <laughs> the caption also says uh, Charlotte Flair was pulled from WrestleMania 37 for apparent pregnancy. <gasps> Scandalous. Oh. So maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's getting it's her the, pregnant. It's the pre- it's the pregnancy like the pregnancy when they're pregnant touch. and they have the hand. Yeah, the husband has the hand. It's on just the a belly. high hand placement. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, he just doesn't but, know where to put it yet. Yeah, the the baby is underneath the breast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the baby hasn't moved into the stomach yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> okay. For my second pick, I'm going to take another classic, running from the '90s all the way to the 2000s. Ooh, the heart. Right, kid. Pick your keys. I know I'm sexy. <laughs> I've got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the mood. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Ooh, baby. If Bon Jovi was a wrestler, he'd be it would Shawn, be Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, his entrance was so iconic. He would just strut down, dude. Get on the side of the ring, mm, do a nice little flex. <laughs> legs his, fire, out. his fireworks and would then, go off. Yeah, his fireworks <laughs> all go off. Ooh, well, and he always wore the pants. Always wore the always pants. wore the pants. See, he didn't get caught slipping in those little those little tendy briefs. Yeah, yeah, nah, not happening. Not the little skivvies. <laughs> the little skivvies. Shawn Michaels is a man. He wears he, pants. He's a, yeah, exactly. I'm wearing <laughs> Undertaker wears pants, too. The real men wear pants. Undertaker wore like a singlet, too. Yeah. yeah. He doubled up. Dude, Shawn Michaels 
doesn't just wear pants. He like wears chaps. like, ch- yeah, chaps, dude. Yeah, because he's, he's a sexy boy. He's a sexy boy. for better boy. mobility. Yes. He's got some sweet tights with hearts on him. Beautiful mm-hmm. long hair. He is a sexy boy. His finisher, he just kicks you right in the jaw. Oh, sweet yeah. chin music. Sweet chin sweet music, chin baby. chin music. The little, uh, the little wind-up he do beforehand. He stomp his foot on the ground a couple times. He's in yep. the turnbuckle holding on yep. to the corner, stomping his foot. Oh. And everybody's he's like, oh, my God, he's going to kick somebody in the face. They say he's toning up the band. <laughs> <laughs> By God. Shawn Michaels. Dude, Shawn Michaels. I love Shawn Michaels. <laughs> he is also one of the founders of D-Generation X. Who didn't love D-Generation Dude. X? Those were the bad boys right there. They were the bad boys. Bad boys of wrestling entertainment. They were the first like group that was a real like real brand. Hulk Hogan was a brand. Oh, I'm just going for wrestling brands, I guess. Yep. But DX too. And it it moved on. He left the group. It became its own thing. And then he came back later on after he had lost at WrestleMania to Ric Flair. Is that what you said, Aaron? No. Wait. Or did it involve evolution? I'm sorry. What, what were you asking me? Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels lost it at WrestleMania and his streak was broken. Oh, are you talking about his to? retirement match? Yeah. Oh, so he had a match against Ric Flair. That was, that was for Rick, and he beat Ric Flair to end Ric Flair's career as a wrestler. But then he ended up having a streak versus career match against The Undertaker. And The Undertaker beat him. And then Shawn Michaels then retired and said, I will never wrestle another match. And is that true? From what I know, it's true. Wow. Man to his word. Also, just going back to D-Generation X, I mean, can you need, like, w- talk about just like a great combo, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They, awesome. It was, it was like the chemistry between the two of them was off the charts. Yes. They were so damn good together. So perfect. I love D-Generation X. Because they are like the new, like, new kids on the block. We're going to kick your ass. Well, they were literally like Generation X. They were your, they were not, we're not your Hulk Hogan wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we're not your clean cut, cool. Bad boys. We're not your role models. We're doing our thing. We're cool. We're spray paint. We're We're black and green. We're neon green. Yeah, we're neon green. We're like slime. All of them had long hair. Oh, in yeah. a time where it was like long hair is not a thing for guys, like that's pretty grungy. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah, this, yeah. Like Unless it, you're a musician, you really didn't have long hair. See, wrestling, as you follow it through the decades, you see a lot of what's happening culturally in the wrestling. Like, if you watch wrestling now, you see wrestlers doing their their boots are modeled after like different Jordans and mm-hmm. shit. It's like okay, but that's really big in the culture. So even back then, when D Generation X was coming out. In the 90s when it was really hot as a bigger group with China and X-Pac and Road Dog, Mr. Ass. Oh, God, Mr. Ass. <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> when they were a big group, even then, they were supposed to represent, like, the grungy kind of underculture of the 90s. Um, but yeah, man, Shawn Michaels, this dude is known. He's got... He, he was involved in Match of the Year in 93... Four, five, six, two thousand four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. And that match in two thousand ten was the one against the Undertaker in a career verse streak match at WrestleMania twenty six. Because they were both undefeated. 
Yeah, he had a he was he even had feud of the year in 08 against uh Chris Jericho. Oh, wow. Lee. Like this man has done he's done so much. Three-time like, WWF champion. He was a one-time world heavyweight champion, three-time intercontinental champion. Him and Triple H were tag team champions. He was also WWF tag team champion five times, twice with the Diesel, once with Stone Cold, once with John Cena, and then once with Triple H. And he won the Royal Rumble twice. That's a big deal because then you get to fight the champion at the next pay-per-view. And pay-per-view is what you want. Exactly. That's Back right. in the day, that's really what you wanted. Yeah. Dude, even now, pay-per-view like pulls. It pulls. Surprisingly. Oh, D-Generation X is in the Hall of Fame. Yep. He got He's inducted in, in 2019. Yeah, I've drafted two people with two entries in the Hall of Fame each. That's just, four <laughs> entries in two You're just people. getting people that are also <laughs> part of factions that were pretty popular. He's just taking brands. Oh, my God. He's taking big groups. What can I say? Mr. Franchise, you got to catch up with this. I, do. I know. I'm, I'm, I got you. Got you. So All right, so there's. Can I say one last thing about Shawn Michaels, real quick? Of course. So he did make an in-ring return um, in 2018. He assisted Triple H in defeating the Undertaker, and then after that, it was announced that there would be Degeneration X against the Brothers of Destruction Ooh. at uh, the Crown Jewel pay per view. I like it. That sounds like a dream come true. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Matt. <laughs> what 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 we got here? What we got here? Hmm. What do we got here? What we what, got here? What are you picking? Got a uh well first I'll I'll, I'll do it this way. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this was his theme. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's very hopeful. Getting graduated. It's a big band. You Lots know? of nat. It's it's got. I've got some nationalism themes coming through, bro. You hear this when you graduate. Exactly. From high school. This is exactly. the graduation, this is the graduation theme. theme. <laughs> Hope. What the fuck? <laughs> Tell the people your pick because they're like, I just. I have hear no clue who this guy walk. is. Uh, that is Macho Man Randy Savage. The Macho. Man. The Macho oh. Man. Oh yeah. I mean, talk about the most, probably the most iconic voice in all of wrestling. That raspy, deep, macho man. Plus, also, I mean, you're one of the most like iconic like ring styles of all time. He was notorious for like nothing but like crazy, either like bright colors, animal prints. He had this, always wearing the wraparound sunglasses. He had like that thick ass beard, long hair. I mean, macho man. He always had some like crazy ass hats too. Like he looked like. A legit like pimp coming out of the ring. He was so cool. He, he was, was so, so damn flashy. Cool. And his ski goggles or or ski sunglasses. Yeah, whatever, whatever the hell are. they were. They were just big eighties glasses. They were so <laughs> cool though. <laughs> and they had decals on like it had it was they were the first glasses that had designs on the lenses. But you know, because it was the eighties, he couldn't see through that. Oh shit. no, it was, it was so pitch black in there, probably. <laughs> oh geez, yeah. But this guy, like, he was like kind of like the, the yin or yang to whatever Hulk Hogan's yin or yang was. Like, these two are kind of, like, running in the same circles, more or less, when you're talking about 80s wrestling. Like, these guys put wrestling on the map for sure. Like, Randy Savage, like, one of the most iconic wrestlers of all time. Like, you can't think about wrestling without Macho Man. Macho Man 
brought like a cool persona to the ring. He had great showmanship. His wrestling style was like it was all right. It was pretty good. I mean, like all wrestling styles are, it is what it is. But I mean, this guy was a great showman. You just love some. He captivated the audience. Um, some more specifics. He's got 29 championship reigns with 11 titles. He wrestled for almost 35 years. Unfortunately, he passed away, so that sucks. But, man, Macho Man, he was the two as the WWF World Heavyweight Champ, four as the WCW World Heavyweight Champ. Uh, and, yeah, like he had the same, not quite to the level of Hulk Hogan, but, like, that next, like, if you're thinking, like, Hulk Hogan's one, I'm saying Randy Savage right there, like, two or three in, like, 80s wrestlers with that drawing power. So, iconic wrestler. You can't have it without Randy Savage. He had the coolest coats because they had the dangly. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that fringe. Yes. I was thinking to myself, like, man, I wish I had, knew someone who could make me a big, bedazzly, glittery coat like that. I would be the Macho Man. Macho Man. Oh, yeah. With lots of nice, bright colors. Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw. I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to crush that spider. Oh, yeah. Which, I, funnily enough, he actually went by the spider, like, early on. That was one of his nicknames. Yeah, oh, interesting. Nicknames. Spider. And he also was managed by his wife, which is kind of funny. Oh. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you can't help but use the macho man voice every time. Oh, yeah. One of the most memorable wrestlers of all time. One of the sponsors. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I well, okay. Macho man with this with blah, blah, Macho Man for Matt's second pick. Aaron, it is your second pick. F- last pick of the half. What will Aaron pick? The the question is <gasps> what will Aaron pick? So for the last pick of the second round, I'm gonna go with Triple H. Oh my gosh, he's going triple H. Game himself, the second member of D Generation X. Yep, so I'm taking the second half of what I mean, D Generation X, the way that I remember it is Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, absolutely. The way that I want to, I want to call them like the jackass of the WWE, WWF. Damn, that's rude, but like, not because they did like. The shit they did was funny, and it was just everything that they did was so. It was different, like other other wrestlers weren't doing that. That wasn't like the promos that other people were cutting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they weren't going around. <laughs> other people weren't going around when Sergeant Slaughter is talking to them with their their face mask on with the windshield wipers to wipe away all the spit that he's spitting on him when he's talking to him. <laughs> yeah, like they were some wild boys. They were, and Triple H on his own, like. Triple H had a crazy career. He was part of a bunch of different, like, big factions, like Evolution that had Batista, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and then, of course, himself. He like, And then, of course, D-Generation X that we mentioned. Like, he, I feel like he was always a big name. There was never a time that I could think of where Triple H wasn't a big deal. Like, he was always in the talk for something. He was, like, a multiple-time world champion. Um... I'm pretty sure, I think he won a a King of the Ring as well. For a long time, they referred to him as the King of Kings because he had the most, like, championships of anyone. Sorry, I'm scrolling down to find all of his accolades. 
Um, but I like one thing that he was iconic for was his sledgehammer. Like that was his mm-hmm. weapon of choice. Whenever he was gonna go out and mess someone up, he would get out from underneath the ring and he'd just pull out that sledgehammer. I feel like Triple H was like a beefed up version of Shawn Michaels, you know? Oh yeah, him and Shawn were it seemed like a lot of a lot alike. Well, Sean was like, you have your two friends, right? One of them is like the lady killer. Mm-hmm. That's Shawn Michaels. Yep. And then you have the dude who's like, nah, man, I'm just trying to get to bed. I got to make sure I get a good meal in and I got to hit the gym. Like I'm grinding. You have like, grinding. you have your grinder and your muscle man. And that's Triple H. That's true. Yeah. Triple H also did marry his boss's daughter oh yeah yeah so oh, he wasn't just mayhon yeah mayhon stephanie mcmahon yeah triple h was a nine-time wwe champion and a five-time world heavyweight champion 14-time champion he had a in the intercontinental championship five times like himself he was a world tag champions with Steve Austin, and then he was the unified tag champions with Shawn Michaels. He did win a King of the Ring. He won two Royal Rumbles. Um, on here it says seventh Triple Crown champion. Is that was that when was that with Evolution when he held World Heavyweight? I don't know exactly what titles those are. I assume that's kind of like being the undisputed champion. The Triple Crown is an accomplishment recognized by various professional wrestling promotions. It is a distinction oh. made to a professional wrestler who has won three of a single promotion's championships, specifically a world championship, another singles championship, and a tag team championship. Promotions to officially recognize Triple Crown winners include WWE Impact Wrestling and Honor or Ring of Honor. Okay, so... You know what it was? And I remember this because you and I were both watching back when we were kids. But Triple H was the WWE, the World Heavyweight, and the Tag Team Champion all at one time. So that's how he was the Triple Crown. Was that when he was with Shawn Michaels? He had to have been. Is that what broke them up? Either that or that was when he was with Evolution. He didn't have a tag title. It doesn't... From who his teammates were... With those titles, he wasn't with Evolution. It was Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. So that must have been... He must have been the Triple Crown champion when he was with... D, um, when they were running DX with Shawn Michaels. Because I do remember them breaking up one time because Shawn Michaels ended up wrestling Triple H for a title. Hmm. And I wonder if that was it. I don't remember exactly if that was it, but that would be my guess. What, yeah, what, what was the name of uh, like was it called the Suck It? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was what DX did. Yeah, they, boom gesture. At your <laughs> <desk>. <laughs> Suck it. I do that as a kid, and my stepmom would get so pissed. And then the fireworks would go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he even like he's been like running. Like he does stuff behind the scenes now. Like he hires talent and stuff like that. He's now. like a big big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's actually running that shit. Yeah, yeah he, he was does. pretty much running it with Vince for a while. But I mean, he's been with the he's been in it so long. Okay, so a prominent figure. Let's see. Triple H held 
he was the WWE champion. And then he was the W and then he was the world champion. And then he was a tag team champion with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But he had also held a world tag team championship with with Stone Cold in 2001. Right. Look at that crazy storyline. Yeah, I wonder what led to that. If that's weird. That's one thing about early wrestling before there was like tag teams like um 3D and the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian is you had like they just randomly pair people up together. Yeah, be like, like, all right, Rock, you wanna you wanna pair with mankind? Yeah, that sounds cool. All sure, right, cool. Sure, we'll go We're for doing it. it tonight. I feel like the at those time back in the day before they had the groups, they didn't have like solid storylines for those championships, or yeah. they they weren't as big as the main the main card. Right. Yeah. I mean, the tag team championships. It seemed like before all that, we're all just kind of thrown together, and then you had that era with those tag teams that I mentioned before and then everything turned around and tag teams were huge and they were popular and you had your three team ladder matches for yep. tag titles and people were jumping off ladders and shit onto each other and whatnot. And then all those tag teams went away again. Yeah. And then it was boring again. Mm. But yeah, it seemed like they just kind of threw everyone together, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, damn Matt. Good last pick. Aaron, last pick. Sorry, Aaron had the last pick. True. I did have the last pick. <laughs> it was me that just picked. It was you who just picked Triple H with the last pick. Well, you know what time it is. It's halftime. Halftime. Do you remember... When there was a reality show for people who wanted to be wrestlers. No. What was the name of it? Uh, Tough Enough? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> who was the, who was the, like, the, they had to, like, designate coaches, didn't they? I feel like it. I don't know. I've, was that the one that Stone Cold was on? No, Stone Cold was not affiliated with Tough Enough. So, are these just average people? Like, they don't necessarily have wrestler physiques? No, these were. Some of them did. Them did not. Do they end up wrestling like some of the professional wrestlers? No, it's more of like a training thing. Like if they wrestled any professional wrestlers, it was um, it was for like practice or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the, just the like trainers were Al Snow, Jacqueline, Taz, and Tori. I knew that there was one. Okay. It's just kind of crazy to think about, like, the process of becoming a professional wrestler. Like, they have, like, basically the equivalent of, like, minor league wrestling everywhere. Mm -hmm. And just think about that. Like, you're an average dude that's trying to make it big on WWE, and you're just, like, tolling in, like, you know, Akron, Ohio on a Tuesday night just in spandex (laughs) beating the hell out of somebody just trying to catch your major break, you know? That's pretty funny. Wrestling is a really big time, like, rags to riches profession, if you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, these guys come out of, like, pure obscurity, and now they become, like, international superstars doing wrestling, of all things. Like, The Rock and, like, The Rock's path is, like, pretty remarkable, honestly. For real. Highest paid actor in Hollywood. Like, yes. The, from the A-list, wrestling. Man. Yeah. His dad was a wrestler, though. I Rocky mean, Johnson, I don't think yeah. he was, like... Was he pro though? He, uh, yeah. I believe he was. Yeah, in like the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but he wasn't like as big as 
obviously not as big as Dwayne. No, no, no. You'd no. be like, oh yeah, I remember. His I dad. remember his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that guy was pretty. I mean, I remember he was that pretty good. We talked about this last time uh, when we were doing sitcoms, like that whole episode of that '70s show when like The Rock plays his dad. That's right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But you can't really think of like another profession that's like that, you know? Yeah. That has that like just pure level of like grind to it. All for something that is like heavily scripted on top of that. Multiple yeah. shows because yeah. they're also on the road. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the time. They're doing shows during the week. I remember Aaron and I would go as kids and we think, oh, yes, we're going to SmackDown. But it was like it was SmackDown, but it wasn't. It was SmackDown you saw on TV. Yeah, it wasn't a live SmackDown. It, it was, was like, no, we wanted to go to live SmackDown, mm-hmm. but we didn't live in a big enough city to warrant them doing live SmackDown. But now sometimes they do come to, they do go to Spokane sometimes. Well, and they actually do do live shows because I went to one in high school. Damn, and I was dope. on TV. Guys, they need to do a live. Oh, if they go to Climate Pledge, whoo. oh, dude, that would be a place to do a live one. They could do like an actual pay per view there. If they did, we'd have to. Do you want to go see wrestling at Climate Fledge Arena? I would. (laughs) If they came, I'd actually go. Ironically, I'd go. We should all go just for the shits and gigs. I'd be down. It'd be dope. It would be super cool. I'd eat a shack chicken sandwich and watch some wrestling. (laughs) Oh, um, so I did figure out who Undertaker had lost to, his second loss. Oh, who was was Against Roman Reigns, Mm. who is now like, what? he's kind of. He's like the big fame. He's the big guy now. He's the big guy now, yeah. He's uh, apparently he's related to The Rock somehow. They're cousins. Oh, interesting. He's Samoan. Hmm. I don't know. They're I think they're cousins or something like that. But um, yeah, he his second loss came to Roman Reigns, and that was his only other loss. So he lost to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and then beat everybody else. Because hmm. yeah, now that John Cena is not in WWE, he's been replaced with Roman Reigns. As like the big superstar, yeah, yeah, which is crazy because I remember when Roman Reigns debuted with um, Seth Rollins and the other guy who is obscure at this point. I'm pretty sure, but everyone was like, "Who the hell's Roman Reigns? This guy's a nobody. We don't remember hearing about him." And then he ended up becoming the biggest deal out of all of them. Seth Rollins is still a big deal, but. Not as big as Roman Reigns is. Says that they're not like blood relatives, but they're real life cousins. Him and The Rock. Right, hmm. that's what I said. Yeah, is that, I said they were related, but I said they were like cousins or something like that. I was just, I was just you were reiterating what you were saying. I appreciate it. Nice. Okay. Well, let's get into this third round. But before that, Dylan, why don't you give us a little recap of the teams? Yes, sir. Aaron has. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Triple H. By the way, what does Triple H stand for? That's his name. Hunter Hunt- Helms Helmsley. Nope, it's Hunter Hurst Hemsley. Got you. Hunter Helms Helmsley. I, I love that. I love that. Hurst. Name. I will look it up right now. Um, while you're doing that, Matt has Undertaker and Macho Man. Uh, ben got Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. And I've got The Rock and Ric Flair. It is Hurst. Damn it. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> I was going to say, I swear I just looked at it and it was Hunter Hurst. Helms Helmsley. Yeah, Hunter Helms Helmsley. <laughs> sounds right. It sounds works, almost right. Works for me. His real name is not Hunter Helms Helmsley. 
It's no. Peter Michael Levesky. His, his real name's Peter. Yeah. Peter. No, it's Paul. Sorry. Paul, Paul, no, Michael. I mean Paul Velasquez. Paul Michael. Peter Paul Peterson. Paul Michael. He's from Greenwich, Connecticut. Levesque. Oh, sorry, Dylan. I cut you off when you were doing the recap. Or did you get through it? I think it? he finished oh, it. Oh, no, I got through it. You didn't cut me off. Oh, my bad. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I waited until you finished this. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Round Thank you, three. though. Aaron, you have this pick. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous about what Aaron's going to pick. What, the, what is that even saying? Chris. Okay, so I wrote Chris, Ben, and then I crossed it out and put Jericho. Oh, shoot, Chris Jericho. We're not going to talk about Chris Benoit. Yeah. You know, Chris Jericho actually had a pretty good theme song. He did. Except I don't remember all this shit. Is it what? Which one did you look up? I didn't. Is this his debut one? one? I guess so, maybe. I don't remember his debut one. The buildup is intense. You know, I got you. Yeah. What? Break the walls down. Yeah. Chris Jericho. to rock. Did he debut at the turn of the century? No. God, that bugged the hell out of me, too, because they had the clock counting down for months, it felt like. Just months of Raw on the Titantron. It would just randomly show up, and then you'd go to an ad, and it'd be like, Stacker 2, and you'd be like, Oh, yeah, Stacker 2, I need to get me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Jericho, I mean, because he did debut around, I'm assuming he debuted either before or after the turn of the century. But when he It was like 1999, but he had been wrestling before that, I believe. I'm going to fact check myself. Um, I don't doubt that he was wrestling before. But when he did debut, because everyone was calling him Y2K. Y2J. Y2J, that's right. Because Y2K was what everyone thought was going to happen. Yeah. That's right, yeah, Y2J. Yeah, Chris Jericho, the first undisputed world heavyweight champion in the WWE. And I don't even know, like, how long was it, was he wrestling in the WWE before he even became the undisputed champion? Okay, so he hold came up. in and was a big deal. His build-up story is crazy. In the weeks before Jericho's debut, a clock labeled Countdown to the New Millennium appeared on WWF programming. It was a promo. Um, break down the walls of Jericho states he, he was inspired to do his entrance when he saw a similar clock in a post office and Vince McMahon approved it for his introduction to the to the brand. Um, so the clock ran out in August. See, that's the shit that bugged me. It was supposed to be a countdown to the millennium, but then the clock ended in, in August. August of 1999. <laughs> They so, were like, we can't wait any longer. Just it was like, bro, what the break fuck? Break down the walls, brother. But it's because of what you said, Aaron. Like, they wanted to bring him in and get him to be the undisputed champion. Mm. Because his storyline was supposed to build up to that. He comes in and he fights. Uh, oh, He comes in when The Rock is in a promo against The Big Show. And then he interrupts that promo. And everyone's Weird like, who the fuck interrupt. is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but it's two really big names, and Chris Jericho comes in and interrupts it. And that's what he is. He's a disruptor. He's a heel, mm. yeah. But he wasn't like a traditional heel. He what like there was already a heel established. So they were really throwing a wrench in their own system when it's like, you have an established heel, you have an established good guy, and now it's like, 
Now you have your Deadpool figure. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Chris Jericho kind of was. He he fit in there and he's like, I'm not a good guy or a bad guy, but I'm going to disrupt all this and yeah. just win. Cut through the noise. Exactly. Like yeah. Break down the walls. He had a great personality too. Yeah. Like a very, very like good stage presence. That undisputed championship was crazy. There was a whole bunch of people involved in that match, wasn't there? There was. It was a triple threat match where Chris Jericho defeated The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin at Vengeance 2001, and nobody expected it. No, that's two years. That's less than two years after he debuted too, where they just slapped that on him. <laughs> they gave him that. There you go, bud. Because he was the last WCW champion, and then he turned around and won the WWF. That's what made him the undisputed champion. Yep. Like, that's crazy. Yo, real quick, little history or biblical shit. Isn't Jericho the city that they marched around and, like, blew horns and knocked down the walls on? Yep. Man, so I love that, that, like, that's his name and he's a disruptor. It's kind of poetic, right? It well, really his is. original name was something really stupid. They changed it to this. His, uh,. What he was like his WCW name? Yeah, like his original wrestling name was wasn't it something really stupid? Uh, I remember see. hearing like an interview of him talking about like all the stuff, all the different identities went through before he landed on Jericho. He was Super Liger, uh, Lion. I don't know. I think some of this might be Super Liger is kind of dope. Yeah, Lion I think that's what it was. Joe. It was something. Yeah, Super Liger. Which Lionheart. Probably Lionheart. Yeah. <laughs> Something okay, really that's stupid. not great. All yeah, of that his was stuff, a little cringy. All of yeah. his stuff seems to have uh, been Lion-based. And then he joined WWE, and they're like, all right, Chris Jericho. <laughs> we'll go with that. No more Lions. Our writers will take care of this. Yeah, we'll help you. Looking back, he was actually a pretty cool guy. He, yeah. he was huge, like, even after all that. Like, he was big in WWE for until recently. I'm pretty sure he turned around, went to A and W too, or he went to New Japan Pro Wrestling. New yeah, J- New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling is actually old, like oh. it's an older circuit. But yeah, he went back there. He doesn't like Vince McMahon. I'm pretty sure. Maybe he like Disney and come back. It's possible. How many championships does this guy win? <sighs> he won. The World Heavyweight Championship three times. The WWE, he was the WWF Undisputed World Heavyweight Champion once. WCW World Heavyweight Champion twice. World Tag Team Champions three times. Once with Christian. Once with The Rock. One with uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, Unified Tag Team Champion two times. One with Edge. One with Big Show. Intercontinental Champion nine times. European Champion once. Hardcore Champ once. United States Champion twice. Um and then superstar of the year in 08 and then tag team he was part of the tag team of the year in 09 with Big Show where they were Jarrah Show. Okay, that's all good and well. You know what I just learned that I did not know and everyone's going to have their mind blown and be like, "Whoa, this is a wrestling podcast, but I learned something." <laughs> he's in a band. Did yeah, you know Fozzie. he's in a band? Really? Yeah. Yeah, but they got albums. Like they actually tour and stuff. Yeah, they have yeah. seven albums. Mhm. Holy smokes. I only knew that because when he was there the last time I was watching, he was they advertised his band a bunch. Wow, dude. I'm impressed. But yeah, Chris Jericho. First undisputed champion. Crazy good wrestler. Like actually good in the ring. Yeah, actually good. He's from Canada. Mm-hmm. Loves hockey. Matt, it is your pick, bro. 
All right. Uh, there you go. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 You could say this man is a uh, man of mystery. Nobody really knows Sherlock who he Holmes. is. Ray Mysterio? Nobody really knows who he is. Oh, my God. I was right. <laughs> Rey Mysterio, eh? Dude, Rey Mysterio is one of the coolest wrestlers of all time. This guy was high-flying, high-energy, octane wrestling. And he was a smaller dude, too. Tiny. Yeah. Tiny dude. But it didn't matter. He would take on literally anybody at any time. And it's just like, I love it when he's just doing backflips off the top rope. Like, that shit was dope. Love Rey Mysterio. I mean, the whole, like, Lucha Libre, like... The Luchadors like character is completely unique. Like a lot of things have been done over and over and over again, wrestling. Like you have like the bad boys, the scary dudes, the really like strong big guys, like Andre giant, big show, that kind of stuff. But like contrary to popular belief, nobody had really done like the Lucha Libre, like masked Mysterio type of a character up until Rey Mysterio. And he just kind of came in and changed the scene. He'd been doing it for a very long time. I've been talking about going back I mean, his career goes like thirty years or so. Yeah, he's been he's been wrestling for quite a while, a long I, time. Yeah, I want to say, did he do? Uh, um, was he actually like a, a, in the luchador scene before he became a WWE wrestler? He's from Chula Vista, California. So I guess if they had some kind of lucha libre scene down in California, it's probably possible. Because I note that there were some that came from that scene beforehand. I wasn't sure if he was one of them. Yeah, it looks like he, uh, oh, yeah, he made his debut debut in Mexico in 1989 when he was only 14. Yeah, he did Lucha Underground. Yeah, so that's, that's his, like, like his that. backstory is pretty damn cool. Like, you come up through the ranks being, a, like, a true Lucha Libre wrestler, come and then make your state on, you know, the actual, like, made-for-TV wrestling here in the States. Like, that's just, that's pretty badass. Uh, again, like, high-flying, high-octane, small dude that just was able to take... Take on like any challenge, didn't matter. And now he's, I think his son's in yep. WWE Dominic. too. Yeah. Yes. They've won he's, a tag team championship together. So father son so cool. combination too. I mean, yeah. And nobody's actually seen Rey Mysterio without the mask. His son's like, big too. Part. His son is big, like bigger yeah. than him. His son's actually like pretty big. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at that difference. That's like a foot. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm but. pretty sure Rey Mysterio won his first world title by beating Batista. After him and Batista were tag team partners for a while, brutal. Seems Betrayed to have that him. seems to be a very common storyline. Yeah, you like once partners, now enemies. Yeah, this we were a tag team. You won the world heavyweight championship. You son of a I bitch! It. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I will be champion. Good pick, race Ray Mysterio. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if there's any stats about him. He uh, he's won the cruiserweight championship three times. Makes sense. The he's World Heavyweight guy. Championship twice. He ain't heavy. He, he he's it won twice. it twice. Crazy. Yeah. The Intercontinental Championship twice. The United States Championship twice. The WWE Championship once. The Tag Team Championship four times. He is WWE's 21st Triple Crown and Grand Slam Champion. Royal Rumble match winner. And it looks like he went off to that New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, but came back in 2018 to WWE. And for, like, just... Again, give you some stats about how big this dude is. 5'6", 175. He's still bigger than me. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, taking down 
massive dudes, high flying, high octane Ray Mysterio. Dude, that's pretty thick for five six. Dude. Yeah. I Plus, mean, and he was flying. He's a stump. Yeah. He's a stump. <laughs> Damn, that would fly off the top rope at you. That dude is a stump. Son. I don't want that stump flying at me. No, no. I'm good. <laughs> Nobody wants that stump. Ray Mysterio, solid pick, Matt. But you missed you missed the layup, Mr. Franchise. Ray Mysterio is not a franchise pick. I think this episode I'm Mr. Franchise. Oh. You can't see me. Can't see me, son. I didn't. I didn't want to be the guy that took it. <laughs> oh, you gotta take him. What he means to wrestling. What he means to a generation of wrestling fans. Yeah, exactly. Can't see me. My time is now. This guy came out. He rapped his own theme song. Come on, John Cena. Thugonomics. Thugonomics. Yep. Coming from a white guy. Problematic in 2022 oh, for sure. He really was. Look at he's talking about being Mr. Franchise. Yep. He is Mr. Franchise. He is, he is literally Mr. Franchise. You know the story behind like him doing the you can't see me thing? Like it was some kind of like his he has like a little brother and it was trying to tell him, like, hey, when you're on TV, you should do this dance or whatever. And I forget what dance it was, what he was talking about. But he's like, Well, I can't really do that because it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I can do this. And then that just turned into the you can't see me. Interesting. Yeah, like a little shout out to his little brother, I guess. I like John Cena. He's a good guy. Like I like him he's a good guy. and everything I've seen him. I've never actually seen him wrestle because I stopped watching wrestling by the time he came along. So was he good? Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he, he was, was good. so good yeah. that they put him like right in there in title contention early on. Wow. John Cena at like when WWE went PG, John Cena was either always the champion. Or always contending for the championship. That man was never not like in a championship match. And as someone who was not a child obsessed with John Cena, I hated it. I hated <laughs> watching John Cena in the same match with the same three people, either Randy Orton or Edge or Triple H. I got tired of watching those three wrestle almost every single title match. That's probably like, that might be the one reason why. As a wrestler, I don't care for John Cena. Just because I saw so much of him and he was everywhere. Overexposure. But he was like every kid's wrestler. Because yep. they were. They, they had, loved him. WWE had just merged with WCW. They were trying to like consolidate their brand. They were trying to get away from the two championship titles before they were like deciding to split off to the whole Raw, SmackDown, Smackdown Raw, like two things. split. Because at the time, those things were the same thing. And then John Cena came in and he complete like before it was the attitude era and they had the attitude belt. Mm -hmm. John Cena came in and redesigned the belt. He redesigned the belt. <laughs> he made it a spinner belt. That's I remember so that. Cool. Yeah. That shit was ugly. Shit was super ugly. And it was around forever. Like I forever. That spinner belt was around for at least seven years. And and it for like they changed the women's championship to a spinner belt because of it. Mm -hmm. It was just pink instead of red. They were ugly. Mm. They were so damn ugly. But, yes, John Cena is like, he is the Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Hulk Hogan of his era. I about to say, yeah, he's the modern-day Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That makes sense. He's the big deal. Like, he was always number one in merch sales. Like, nobody was beating him. 
in like anything. Well, not even he, in the ring. And he he did the smart like they did the smart marketing there where like he was like the soldier wrestler. Like he was nope. Mr. America USA. He wore the dog tags. He always mm-hmm. did like the salute, support yep. our troops. You know, in the post nine eleven era, especially like yeah, I mean huge. that's that's smart marketing. When he got introduced, that's what he was. He was like your average everyday, just like military supporting guy, yep. and he was huge. He looked like a literal GI Joe. Oh, absolutely! Well, mm-hmm. Like if GI Joe was a real person, it's John Cena. I saw a funny joke the other day. Someone on Reddit said, "I can't tell how good of an actor John Cena is because I." Like, he doesn't even fit on the TV screen. <laughs> dude, he's a beefcake, dude. He's huge. He's a big guy. He's the most decorated champion of all time, yeah, believe he it is. or not. He's got 13 WWE championships and three world heavyweight championships. And then he's got five United States championships. What a dumb championship. I don't count that shit. Two-time Royal Rumble champion, money in the bank winner, whatever. It's all about the... You know, it's always a little disturbing, though, is, like, occasionally he'd be, like, in a super tough match, and you see him all, like, covered in blood and whatnot, and you're like, wait, John Cena is not supposed to be covered in blood? This is disturbing. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're supposed to be a clean man. Yeah, what the hell's going on here? Like, that's Mick Foley's job. He's supposed to be the bloody one. Yeah, he's got a sock on his hand for a reason. Wipe <laughs> <laughs> that blood off. John Cena, third pick. Dylan... Third pick, what do you got? Oh shit. Is it me now? It is yeah, it is you. you. What have you been doing? Here? Well, I'm going over here drinking water. You've already picked that person. This, I'm choking on water over here. I'm okay, hold on. Well, we need to discuss something real quick. Uh oh. Because Aaron and I talked about this earlier. I know what like, you're about to say. Well, if you know it, then you should have brought it up before you were gonna pick. Because if sir if someone were to pick, you know, like a dude love or a cactus jack. Perhaps a mankind or McFoley. Like, does one? They're work all the as same characters. Umbrella? Yeah. Are they the They're same, the same character? person? Same person. Character. Same characters. person. Different characters. I and then, and if we're talking about WWE, we're talking about characters. Are we not? I don't know. Or are we talking about people? What? Like, what? As a as a group, what are we accepting here? I I think. It's I, always you, Dylan. I, I'm, I'm not. I, it's always you. I'm drafting. I'm drafting this guy regardless. I feel of what like the decision you gotta, is. you gotta kind of let it, just because we aren't gonna revisit it. So, it is the creative genius of this individual. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's what makes this guy great. He's taken on not one pers- persona, multiple personas. So, I say allow it. So, if you look up Mick Foley, you do get. His ring names, which are Mick Foley, Jack Foley, Cactus Jack, Cactus Jack Manson, Dude Love, Mankind, and Commissioner Foley. So, so I guess you kind of th- got to throw them all into one moniker. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, pick a theme. Which one do you want? Mankind, Cactus Jack, or Dude Love? You got to talk about all of them. <laughs> Man, I, and that's the th- I don't know nearly enough to talk about all of them. Dude I love, just dude love, like Dude Love. I'm dude doing love. it. Here's uh, the mankind. thing. I like that he took on a hippie persona. Here we go. This is the most iconic song for him. It is. But dude loves hilarious. I mean, he took on all those different personas. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I honestly don't know what to say about this guy. I mean, he's just flexible. I love that. <laughs> like every time Cactus I'm Jack. about to talk, there's a new song. There was a lot, a lot of different Mick Foley. <laughs> just keep it coming. <clears throat> I wanted to pick Mankind with my last pick because I thought we were going to divide them all up. Because as characters, they were so, like, they defined different aspects of different eras. Well, you've got the mental patient, Mankind. You've got the hippie. He was the most prolific. With Dude Love. He had the most iconic matches. Dude Love had the least play. Yeah. Dude Love was just a funny character. But, I mean, when you look up these characters, like, they just kind of throw all of their accomplishments together into one... uh, under under one person, so dude, this guy took like beatings. So at <laughs> God damn, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, Mick Foley was like the as, WWE punching bag. As basically. Cactus Jack, he couldn't like he wasn't winning matches, but he was like earning recognition for surviving them. Um, in fact, in a bout against the. Uh, Big Van Vader in Germany, Foley's ear was actually torn off. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, he got third, de- somehow got third degree burns while in the ring. So they actually, Mick Foley, one of his big things, like when he actually wrestled matches as Mick Foley, he wrestled hardcore matches. Like that was his thing. He was the hardcore guy. Which is really ironic because he only ever won one hardcore championship. <laughs> but Mick, like Mick, he, they would throw him through burning tables. Like they just set shit on fire, and they're like, "All right, Mick Foley, you're going through that fire. <laughs> you're like, the guy. whatever it is that we put on fire, you're going through it." Like that was his thing was just getting thrown through shit that was on fire. Like I can't think of anyone else that actually went through that other than Mick Foley. Like oh, I'm pretty, big time. Like, I can't remember who it was he wrestled, but he I'm pretty sure it might have been Kane. He might have wrestled Kane, and Kane put him through a table that was on fire. I think I remember that, yeah. 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 Like, no, he was absolutely the fall, like, li- the literal fall guy. Like, yeah. anything you, anything hardcore you need done, Mick Foley's your guy. He'll do it. Yeah, Mick Foley was, I mean, he looked like the hardcore guy. He's missing oh, yeah. teeth. Is fucking like <laughs> he's missing it, like part of his ear, like that and man. He's kind of a slob, which he, is even the even funnier. He got his ass beat in the Hill in the Cell multiple times, not just one time. He got mm-hmm. retired because of the last time. Was, was it up against the Undertaker? Or I don't was think that, that was. I don't yeah, think Undertaker is just known for retiring people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was Puts not the, the one grave. he got retired. Who was he? He was going against someone in the Hell in the Cell, and that is the match that. Like retired him after that. I'm not too sure which one that is. The one that I think about whenever someone says Mick Foley or whatever in Hell in the Cell, I think of him getting thrown off top of the Hell in the Cell yep, by right. Undertaker. Yep, that's the that's one of the most iconic matches of all time. Yes, absolutely. And he's got the and Mick Foley. Um, I mean, obviously many different outfits, but with the leather mask, the tie, and the torn up mankind shirt. My God, 
Holy hell. Back out. That's when he had uh, <laughs> Mr. Sock. Socko. Socko. Oh, that's yeah. right, Socko. Socko, he'd had, and he had it down his pants, and he'd just whip it out and shove it down people's in people's mouths, down their throat. Yep. Jam it down their throat. Mm. <laughs> Gross. Yep. <laughs> Dylan McFoley. That's a pretty solid pick. I yeah. can't hate on it. Good job. That's going to wrap up the third round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, the Macho Man is back again. This time, living his best life. Oh, yeah. What do you know about the Macho Man? Yeah, I took my own advice after that last conversation I had with you. Yeah, I went and bought myself some magic beans. Climbed that beanstalk and confronted the giant myself. Oh, yeah, and you know the Macho Man is the best of the best. The champion of all the champions. Nobody can take the Macho Man. Not even a 45-foot giant. I suplexed him right through the stairs and looked down at him with a mean glare. Oh, yeah. And now the Macho Man is rolling in the giant's dough. You, too, can have a similar experience. All you've got to do is order the Macho Man's magic beans. That's right, those magic beans that'll change your life. The Macho Man was already on top, but now the Macho Man is nearly a god. Oh, yeah. You can be, too, but I warn you, supplies are limited and they're going fast. You need to call today at 280-206-1819. That's go, Macho Man, again. 280-008-1819. That's go, Macho Man. If you only know the words, then find the letters on the numbers and push the letters. Go, Macho Man. Get your magic beans today, and you'll be living your best life, too. Oh, yeah. Mount Draftmore. All right. Round four. Round four. Dylan, it's <sighs> your pick. Well, I'm going with uh, a lad who was raised in... <laughs> Pastoral France, small town oui, France. Oui. Uh, this gentleman weighed half a ton. He was seven and a half feet tall. Uh, I don't think you would want to venture in a match against him, although Hulk Hogan most certainly did. And he could probably, I'm probably the size of his forearm. Talk about. Andre the Giant. Dude could put his whole palm around a beer can. Like, the whole hand could, like, encompass a beer can. Holy mackerel. He was called the eighth wonder of the world throughout the 70s and well into the 80s. Um, he was a leading attraction, um, for obvious reasons. I mean, 
by the time <laughs> he was 12 years old, he weighed 200 pounds. Dude, dude's intense. And it's tragic. I mean, he had acromegaly, magaly, acro, ah, can't pronounce it. Acromegaly, I Giant think. Giant disease. Yeah. yeah. Giantism. Giantism, um, which caused issues and, and led to a relatively early uh, death. Um, but Andre Giant, I mean, he's a household name. Um, not just for his wrestling career, also for his movie career, but I mean, he, he like, I think when most people think of him, they'll probably think of his wrestling career over his movie career. I don't know. I would think so. He's an icon, literally the largest. Yeah. He started in Japan and Canada actually wrestle with his career in wrestling, which is interesting. It's not too uncommon. It's usually where people start is in, uh, <clears throat> the smaller circuits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, Andre the Giant was cool. Like, he was a big guy. Um, but honestly, that's kind of all he had to him. Was yep, his he size. was just a giant. Yeah. He was just a really big guy. Big target. Like, he didn't... Uh, he was so big that he couldn't move well in the ring. Um... No, not the most agile guy. Yeah, no, he wasn't <laughs> agile at all. No. He, he was kind of hard to understand, too. He, he, I don't, the, I don't think he won a title. He cho- he did chase a title in the WWE. Um, he also, um, he did win the world tag team titles with Haku in 1990. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, like his his career. He's more or less a spectacle, yeah. Albeit yeah. an iconic spectacle, but a spectacle nonetheless. Which is why I'm taking him in the fourth round. Yeah, like as an actual wrestler, it, yeah, it's just, it, it it is what it is. But definitely, like as the brand, for sure. I mean, Vince McMahon Sr. took him <laughs> under his wing for a reason. McMahon, sorry, McMahon. I keep saying McMahon. What McMahon. The fuck? McMahon. Mm, okay. All right, well, Andre the Giant with the last pick. Anyone want to try and take a stab at my last pick? What do y'all think this is? You suck. You suck. (laughs) You suck. Everyone hated Kurt Angle. You suck. This is after Steve Austin chanted, you suck. To his you theme. suck. And then it stuck forever. You suck. <laughs> Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Kurt Angle was a great heel. Great heel and a real a real Olympic gold medalist. That was his shtick. That was his shtick. He, he was an Olympic gold medalist. He was actually an Olympic gold medalist, and then he came into the World Wrestling Federation and was like, hey, you know what? I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I can do this shit. And you know what? He did, he it. did it. He did it good. He did it in WCW, won, a, won the World Heavyweight Championship, came to WWE, won the World Heavyweight Championship, then became the WWE champion four times. He was great. Like, he was great, and everyone hated him. And it was funny because this was, like, the time where people didn't like the military. People didn't like that, like, yep. extreme patriotism. It was, like, that war fatigue. Okay, we're getting into the mid-later 2000s. 
getting tired of this guy. Even in the early 2000s when he was really starting to come out. This was like before 9-11. People are just like, eh, I'm kind of burnt out on all that extreme patriot. I guess that's the sign. That's the symbol of my team, y'all. Patriotism, patriotism and a lady killer. And a lady killer. <laughs> that is. Three American patriots and a lady killer. Yeah, Kurt Angle, he he did a he was one of those people. He was always on the side of the McMahons. Yeah. Which caused him to feud, feud with um uh Stone Cold a lot. And he also feuded with Brock Lesnar a lot too when on Lesnar's first uh go through in the WWE. Like Yeah. Stone Cold and Lesnar were I think were a lot of his big ones. I don't know if he really ever did much with The Rock. Did he? I thought he you did know? have some stuff with The Rock. He might have. I just don't remember. See, with some of these guys, it's hard to find because they have such long, prolific careers. Right. It's like, yeah, they've had feuds with everyone. I mean, it says that uh, Kurt Angle had a feud with Hulk Hogan for a period. That would probably be... It was probably Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, in 2011? Yeah. I know, right? Hulk Hogan was wrestling in 2011. No crazy ass shit. Hulk Hogan. Oh, that was comes in, that back. was in TNA. Yeah. Total nonsense. Oh yes, action. that's right. He was he went to TNA the, for he, a really long he's time. He's the face of TNA for a minute there. Yeah, it was him and Sting and Jeff Hardy. Those are the three big ones in TNA. Hmm. That's right. I forgot about TNA. That's Anything right. that happens on TNA stays on TNA. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle was like a big face for the SmackDown brand when they when they split up. That's right. Yeah, he was like the big name on SmackDown. Yeah, Kurt Angle was huge. He came back recently, um, and he did like kind of like GM stuff. Um, I think he ran on TV like one of the brands. He was like the commissioner or whatever. Um but I think I want to say he did come back and wrestle a couple of matches as well. Oh shit! Remember when he had the love triangle with, uh, with Stephanie McMahon when she was with Triple H? And no, I don't like, remember. He was that. like trying to get with her. That Triple happened. H was like, yeah, dude, drama. That was a storyline. Wow. As a as a change to the instant, intended storyline of Stephanie turning on her husband and going with Angle. He lost to Triple H at Unforgiven before the match started. However, he bumped into a returning Stone Cold Steve Austin who was looking for a perpetrator who ran him over at the previous year's Survivor Series. And then that led to the Austin-Angle feud. So, damn. Okay, so Kurt Angle, the storyline was originally he was supposed to steal Triple H's girl. But then last minute, they switched it and Triple H beat Kurt Angle, so Kurt Angle had to leave with his tail between his legs, and while he was running away, he runs into Steve Austin, <laughs> and Steve Austin's like, you little bitch, I'm about to punk you, and he <laughs> proceeded to bully Kurt Angle. And then that's how you got the you suck yep. out of Kurt Angle's theme. And now I'm drafting him with my fourth pick. Nice. Because America. Imagine America. winning two gold, gold medal, two Olympic gold medals. One with a broken neck, and you go to wrestle in the WWE, and all the fans think of you when you come out is you, you suck. suck. <laughs> that that's sucks. A, that's good <laughs> that, writing. Li- yeah, that is good writing. That's yeah. good writing. That's really good that's writing. Damn good writing. All right, Matt. Last pick. What do you got? 
Oh, Jesus. One of the best wrestlers of all time, hands down. I have, I have testimony round. to back it up. Do you? I do. I got a bunch of quotes from a lot of the wrestlers on our list. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett, the hitman, Hart. Another Canadian. Yeah, a lot of Canadian wrestlers. It must be a Canadian thing. Canadians are good wrestlers. Uh, but without doubt, one of the best like technical wrestlers, one of the best showmans, and one of the best champions of all time. And a lot of our wrestlers on our list can actually back that up. The Undertaker named Hart as his toughest opponent, adding, some of my favorite matches are with him. I think my best matches with Brett were some of the best. Uh, moving on, Shawn Michaels, who did not get along with Hart on a personal level, conceded that Hart was an unbelievable performer, an opinion shared by WWE executive and former opponent Triple H, calling him a sheer joy to work with. Outside of that, I mean, it just goes on and on. It, like, literally, new school wrestlers like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins are all, basically, they bow down to the hitman, saying that he is one of the best, if not the best wrestlers of all time, because, again, you have a combination of everything. Vince McMahon, again, unparalleled technical wrestling, storytelling skills, retrospectively characterized in the late 1990s, who you know is going to give you the best match of the night every time he goes out there. So, I mean, the Hitman, you got that awesome, those pink those pink pants, that, that sleek style, the showman, the technical wrestling. The incredibly thinly strapped tank top. I mean, dude, <laughs> Bret Hart was a sexy beast. One Not, sexy man. He wasn't quite a hit. Wasn't quite the heartbreak kid. No, but he he kind of laid the foundation for Shawn Michaels to to run with that. He's got that Fabio style hair though. Ooh, and pecs galore. Oh, for sure. And he's got what what uh, what time period is is he coming out in the Hitman? Eighties. Yeah, yeah, he actually goes for like from like late seventies all the way through about the twenty tens in some respects. He's got some pretty sweet sunglasses. He had thirty two championships throughout his career. Seventeen held between the WWF and WCW. He's a five time WWF World Champion, a two time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He has the most combined days as WWF Champion during the nineteen nineties. Six hundred fifty four days as champion. That's like two full years as champion. Uh. So second WWF Triple Crown Champion and fifth with Goldberg, WCW Triple Crown Champion, first man to win the both the WWF and WCW Triple Crown Championships, 1994 Rumble match, Rumble Royal Rumble match winner, uh, and two-time King of the Ring winning the 1991 tournament. So, yeah, I mean Brett, the Hitman, legend, icon. That's a steal in the fourth round, with hands down. One of the best brands of all time too, the Hitman. Just Brett one cool mofo. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, that is pretty good. Sounds very 80s. Yeah. He was, I think he was the first one to use the sharpshooter, wasn't he? Yeah, so. the sharpshooter. Yeah. That was his finishing move. He was also, what did they call I think it, they called it, was it the Montreal Screwjob? Yep. Is that what they called it? Yeah, the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. That was a match between him and Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. And I think it ended, un, like, it wasn't supposed to end that way or something like that. And they screwed over Bret Hart and like ruined his career or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. My tablet's dead. Otherwise, I'll look it up. But yeah, it's Bret Hart. Uh, I mean, he is actually probably one of the best technical wrestlers to to do it. Well, he was amazing. Kurt Angle studied 
Bret Hart's tape when learning how to get into like the, like the professional wrestling scene, not like actual wrestling, but like the whole TV wrestling. Like mm-hmm. he he looked at Bret Hart as like an example to follow. So I don't know a lot of wrestlers on our list here looking to this guy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, being the best early technical wrestler sets the foundation. Lots of lots of people are gonna look up to you to yeah. try and learn how to learn how to do it, how what to do. So like, yeah, especially when you think about like '80s wrestlers. Like, obviously, you had the more like flamboyant showmanship of like the Hulk Hogan's, Macho Man's, like Ricky Steamboat, Jake the Snake, all that kind of Iron Sheik, all that kind of stuff. But like Hitman, he was the Hitman. He came and took names. Like he was the champ. Like he was just kind of wasn't as big of a brand as those all the other guys, but he got he got shit done. End of story. Kicking ass, taking names. Breath the Hitman Heart. That's right. So final pick. Final pick. Aaron, it is your last pick. Who's all right. Hitting? Well, I mean, if you heard earlier. They didn't. They didn't? Nope. Perfect. All right. So this last pick, um, Sure, there's probably a couple other wrestlers that could go in this spot, uh, but I am picking my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I'm going to go with the Big Red Machine, Kane. Kane. It's my final pick. Undertaker's brother. Growing up, Kane was always my favorite wrestler. I couldn't exactly tell you why, because he was supposed to be the big scary guy. Because mm-hmm. um, when when I when I was young and he was out, that's when he had the red mask on. He had the full red like suit, the the black gloves, everything. Like he had all that stuff. Like he was supposed to be the big. The big scary well, guy. Like that when came he came out, out it, it was like the kind of like the Undertaker, where it was dark, but then it was like everything was like blood red. Everything was, was fire. He yeah. was like the Jason. He was like version. a demon. Yeah, he's scary yeah. looking. The big red machine, and he would flip his hair back mm-hmm. and, and tighten his glove. Like he looked like Just like one leather glove. face was gonna come like frip, kill you, about to choke slam you. Mm-hmm. Such a simple but effective finisher. Yeah, I mean. Kane, he didn't have the most like decorated career championship wise. He was just fun though. <laughs> he was he was just an amazing. He was just a great character. I remember when they unmasked him. Like he he wore his mask for so long in his career. I think it was mid two thousands when they unmasked him, and they cut all his hair off too. Like he had that long ass hair. Yes, they and then cut- he just went to like just like a buzz cut. Yep, yep. and then he had a buzz cut. <laughs> yep, and then he lost the top to his. Uh, his outfit. And he he didn't just wear the looked like anymore. a looked like an out of shape Randy Orton. Later <laughs> on in his career, he was out of shape. But when he first lost his mask and all that, he was still in shape. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, eventually, age is going to catch up with all of you, it's especially true. if you're a bigger guy like that. Yes. But no Kane doubt. actually did like he would do some stuff where he'd jump off the top rope. Oh yeah. On people he's, and he's stuff very like that. Athletic. Like he was a, a quite an athletic bigger guy, like the Undertaker. Yeah, for sure. And then on top of that, like the other half of the Brothers of Destruction. Like, those feuded with Undertaker. Scary freaking dudes. Yep. Feuded with The Undertaker, was teammates with The Undertaker. Um, I mean, his whole shtick was fire. Like, I remember when him and Rob Van Dam were tag team uh, tag team partners. That was a he, cool tag team. That was a cool tag team. And he walked team. Rob Van Dam in a room and set it on fire. Mm. I remember that. Like, I don't I know. When I he was tag team champions with X-Pac. Yes. That was a great tag team as well. He had a lot of great, really random tag teams. Yeah. Like, dude, he he was the tag team champion 
A he lot. was the tag team champion a lot. He only had one WW, I think it was WWF at the time, one WWF championship that he held for like a day, and then he lost it. And then he was ECW champion when WWE required the, uh, acquired them. And then he became world heavyweight champion once, and he held that for like three months or something like that. He's a mayor. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's a mayor yeah. now. Mayor yeah. of like Knox Minnesota? County, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. That's yeah. crazy. Like, oh no, Jesse, I'm thinking Jesse Ventura. He got after he retired, he was inducted into the next hall of like the next hall of fame induction that they had. After he re- retired, he was inducted, and like the Undertaker was the one that inducted him into the into the hall of fame. Nice. Like, I don't know. I just think uh, Kane had a lot of really cool moments, and he was my favorite. So I'm using him for my last pick. He's badass. WWF champion, world heavyweight champion, ECW champion. WCW and WWE tag team champions. Great career. Yeah. Nice. Good pick. Oh, snap. I didn't even realize it. That's the end of the draft. We did it, y'all. Oh, man. Good job, everybody. Good job. Congratulations. Congratulations. Handshakes. Handshakes. We're listening. Listen. Time to make make a case. How many times you got to push it before it works? Make 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 their case to be logical and clear teams are drafted now everyone needs to make their case Dylan you're first are you ready yes to make your case yes all right so I've got the rock Rick Flair Mick Foley and Andre the Giant <clears throat> I feel like I've got a pretty good representation over the course of um Contemp- uh, recent uh, in the last like three or four decades wrestling history. So The Rock um, being from, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, from the Attitude Era, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolute legend in the top four, for sure. Um, if not just for his sheer persona on stage, um, as well as the legacy coming afterwards. Next, uh, I chose Ric Flair because of his flamboyant outfits mainly. I liked the way he looked. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then Mick Foley. Wow. What a guy. The flexibility of his various personas um, from Mankind uh, to um, Dude Love uh, to Cactus Jack. Um, also, just getting to beat the hell up. Um, all the time, I, I, I've got to say a lot of respect to that guy. And finally, Andre, the giant, um, listen, Andre, yeah, slow in the ring, but also no slouch. I mean, he did have a a pretty good, he had like several years of winning. Anyway, vote for me. (laughs) Vote for me. I don't know. I don't know that much about wrestling, but you know what? It's fun. I love it. That's the thing. It's fun all that matters as long as you're having fun with the wrestling gonna have a good time ben it's your turn to make your case are you ready oh yeah dude i'm i've been ready for this for weeks really tell me no we ain't got time for that okay let's go y'all i have the best team better than everyone else's they're gonna try and tell you otherwise but don't let them tell you that (laughs) i got hulk hogan Shawn michaels the heartbreak kid john cena and kurt angle and i know you're thinking is this dude some kind of like flag thumper, American flag hanging outside of his front porch? 
watching the Olympics every night, not missing a single big American event. Fourth of July, just everything on the grill. I'm not really talking about my team, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the answer is no. But my team looks like that, and that's okay. Because you know what? America and the ring, they go together. Because wrestling is American as apple pie. Hulk Hogan would tell you so. He was the icon in the 80s. Everyone wanted to be like Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels, he's the heartbreak kid. He's that Bon Jovi wrestler. He'll take your girl and your championship. And he'll do it with style. But he'll still rebel against the system. You know, John Cena, you can't see him. He's the modern day, just like, cool guy. He'll take your girl too, but with his cool muscles. And then he'll reinvent (laughs) the championship. And then we got Kurt Angle. He'll win your gold medal. And you're going to be so disappointed because you lost to that guy. Like, because he's just the dude who follows all the rules. And fuck that guy. He sucks. But you know what? He sucks, but he's on my team. And I'm going to ride or die with him. I'd vote for my team. You should too. Just realized I didn't do my own catchphrase. <laughs> that was co-opted. We were saying that in the last one. The The real ones, no. The yeah. real ones, no. Yeah. We don't, I don't need to, yeah, be reminded. Matt, you ready to go? Let's go. So we got my team here. I got The Undertaker, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Rey Mysterio, and Brett the Hitman Hart. Tarting off The Undertaker, one of the scariest dudes in wrestling history. You didn't want to face this guy when you went in the ring. Some of the most iconic matches from the Hell in the Cell with Mick Foley. Slash, I guess at that time, he was Mankind. But in any case, Undertaker. Champion of champions. He had the undefeated streak in WrestleMania. For years and years and years and years. Some of those iconic matches. The most iconic in terms of just imagery. Like literally the bringer of death. Dead man walking. He was out there to take you down. Uh, next up we got Macho Man. Randy Savage. Again, 80s wrestling icon. The oh yeah. Everybody knows that raspy voice. Those cool goggles. The cool spandex. Everything was cool about Macho Man. Randy Savage. You want to be Macho Man. Next up, Ray Mysterio. The tiny... Like, most energetic, mysterious wrestler who's willing to take down giants at such a small size. High-flying octane wrestling. You got to get it in there. Incredible champion. Just did it all. And then finally, Brett the Hitman Hart. I mean, the wrestler that wrestlers looked up to. I mean, this guy, technical wrestling, showmanship, everything. He was the total package. All right? He kind of laid the foundation for a lot of the wrestlers that came after him. And on top of that, he was just damn good at his job. He had the great imagery, the great brand, like presence in the ring, and everybody loved him. I'd vote for me, and you should too. You got it in, barely. You got it in. Aaron, you ready to make a case? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so I got Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Kane. So starting off with Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean, in my opinion the greatest promo cutter ever. He's some of the most iconic moments in the Attitude Era came from Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had feuds with pretty much every big name you could think of. He was always the one rebelling against the boss and the system. He represented your average everyday worker. Like, he was on their side. All the beer, his beer thrower, him catching the beers, fucking just... Smashed them together, drinking them. He always had a third one that he would drink the whole thing of. Um, And then after that, you got uh, Triple H, who was the king of kings. Um, I mean, he's won countless titles. 
He was part of countless factions, all of them with big name people or star or stars that would end up being big names like Randy Orton and Batista. Uh, he was mentored by like Ric Flair, uh, friends with Shawn Michaels. They had Degeneration X together, just huge. And then after uh, that, we have uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Y2J, the first undisputed champion in WWE history. Um, just came on, great technical wrestler, wrestled for a long time. Um, just had put on crazy good matches. And then Kane, my personal favorite, big guy, scary. I vote for me, she vote for me too. Yeah, I was so close. You were I was, so close. I was like a second off. You were so close, but you didn't get it. Maybe next time. Y'all, that's it. That's. Just too meanie. Yeah, I had to give a shout out to Blue Meanie because Blue Meanie's fire. No one picked the Blue Meanie. Dude, Blue Meanie in <laughs> the WrestleMania 2000 for the N64 was excellent. His was, gyrations were peak. That was like peak graphics <laughs> back then. Peak. He was so clean. Everyone loved Blue Meanie I'm, back in the 2000s. I loved his theme for that game. It I was just, so it, good. Oh, yeah. Yep, there. This would this would function now. This is just some straight hype house music. Didn't he come out in like makeup and he had like dyed blue hair and oh, stuff like that? His hair was super dyed. God. Yeah. Great forgotten wrestler. Great forgotten wrestler. I mean, he really got into the whole ECW. A lot of the weird people got into the ECW. The extreme championship wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. What just happened here? Okay. Well, y'all, you know what it is. That's the end of the episode. We wrapped it up. It's going to do it for this draft. As always, thanks for thanks so much for listening. We're always amazed that you take the time out of your schedule to listen to us because we're just a couple knuckleheads doing a podcast in a war room. you know. But as always, please share. That's the best thing you can do for the, for the show. Otherwise... You can also let us know what you thought about the episode and who you thought won, who had the best team of wrestlers. You can do that on the social medias. That'd be on Twitter at Draftmore. Facebook at Mount Draftmore. And then on Instagram on Mount Draftmore. That is Mount, M-O-U-N-T, Draftmore. You can also send us emails to mountdraftmore at gmail.com. But that is M-T, Draftmore. A little confusing. Sorry about that, but it is what it is. Until next time, take care. Hopefully we'll see you here next time. Until then, take care. Peace.